Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast, our first podcast since America was made great again with the election of Donald Trump. And I just want to remind Mr. Trump from everyone here at the Weekly Standard that we I think you are a very strong man, a very manly man. We admire you tremendously and all we ask that our rooms in the re-education camp have windows. That's all we ask. Here one of my uh, cellmates in the coming purge, Mark Hemingway. Mark, how are you? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's time for a little humility here. You know, I'm not saying we, we deserve to go to a camp, but we do need to do some maybe some self-flagellation over getting things wrong uh, electorally. Um, having said all that, uh, I stood against Trump on principle at several mm-hmm. points in time. But at the same time, I also want to point out right now uh, that uh, Trump and, and us as conservatives have a lot of common enemies. And while I might, you know, I, I certainly wish him the best and hope things go well in um, by the time he assumes power in January. Um, but, and I may have to confront some terrifying possibilities later, but for right now, I could just march up and down K street in Washington, DC, you know, pointing and laughing at all of the people that are sad about this because he has caused all of the right people to rethink their life choices right now. (laughs) This is what I've been telling people for 24 hours. I refuse to let the fact that a lousy person was elected president diminish the joy, the sheer unadulterated joy of watching a horrible person not become president. So I'm entirely celebrating watching Hillary lose. And it has been magnificent. I mean, just the fact that she refused to speak to her own volunteers at the yeah. Javits Center after she lost and sent out John Podesta to send, give them this false hope. Come back tomorrow. We'll be getting ready back to work. And I, I heard it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, they're going to be contesting Pennsylvania. So they must have some polling data. And then while they're driving home in crappy New York traffic, their radio goes, Hillary just conceded. There you go. Yeah. What, that, that moment confirmed everything that anyone has ever said about just how awful Hillary Clinton is. Yeah. Um, I, I think that uh, um, actually, you know, her concession speech when she finally did give yes. it was actually generally dignified mm-hmm. and, and generally well done. But yeah, absolutely. It's one of these situations where this woman's entire life has been just basically unbridled ambition. And then you know, to get that close and then to lose to Donald Trump. <laughs> Um, I mean, it probably was a real dark night of the soul there for her. Um, can you just say it again? What? What you just said? Oh, sure. I mean, this is a woman whose entire life has been nothing but unbridled ambition to come that close. No, the lose to Donald Trump. I just want to, I just love hearing it. Just say, (laughs) yes, to lose to Donald Trump. Yes. That's all I want. I just want, I just, I can't hear it enough. I can't hear it enough. The arrogance of the people in yes. Hillary Clinton. We're better than you. We don't have to follow the rules. I can set up a homebrew server in my basement with my teenage buddy, and I can send emails literally about military attacks in Pakistan on that homebrew server, and you can't touch me. Ha, ha, ha. And then, wah, 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 wah. Well, it is just so delicious. And it really does speak to how out of touch they were. Um, it's not just like in campaign terms, but the media um, have been telling us that the Obama administration is scandal-free. I mean, you know, you can't hide, you know, 8 million people losing their health insurance. You can't hide $170 million, of, you know, in suspicious planes headed to, to Iran. And at some level, this was a verdict on the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton pretending that what she did wasn't grossly illegal. And, like, the people just spoke up. I and mean, you can't hide these things. You can pretend we're living in an alternate reality in the Beltway. Right. But, you know, out in the hinterlands, people look at Hillary Clinton and go, uh, that woman's corrupt. And when people ask me what's going to happen to James Comey, it's, he, he'll have to resign, whatever. I'm thinking, I don't know why. No. Remember, there are t- at least at least two open investigations. 
into the Clintons, the foundations, the you know the handling of classified information. Her legal, the legal consequences are waiting for her. And I honestly, I'm not saying this of some hatred of Hillary Clinton. Just like in, in the end, President Clinton was forced to write a check for almost a million dollars, lose his law license, and admit that he broke the law, committed perjury. I think that's a likely outcome for her that she'll plead to something. That'll have some cash in. You know, oh, I, I, I think. I, I think that I, the idea that this is over for her—it's not over for her at all. She broke real laws in a real meaningful right. way. Honestly, I don't even know if it's likely that she'll face charges or whatever. I honestly really? don't think that Trump will be want to aggressively pursue mm-hmm. this for a variety of reasons. But it almost doesn't matter at this point in time. I mean, it is unfair. You know, maybe she should be doing some jail time, but it almost doesn't matter because without uh, any sort of political uh, consequences at stake anymore, right. people have just rendered their verdict. I mean. They're, oh, they're in point. here loud and clear. We, when she's going to go down in history as corrupt, mm-hmm. and that corruption is going to have cost her the office. Um, you saw a lot of people on Twitter last night, liberal activists, very upset saying that Comey somehow swung the election. But, I mean, come on. Uh, uh, if you didn't want Hillary Clinton to, uh, to have to have the FBI director announce an investigation into her a few days for the election, you shouldn't have nominated a woman who was under investigation by the FBI. <laughs> And, and if you don't want to be under investigation by the FBI, you don't send your secretary of state work emails through a homebrew server right. that, and to a woman whose computer is shared with an Internet perv. Yes. I mean, she, this is all on Hillary Clinton. She did it all. Even if the FBI was corrupt, and I don't think they are, this is all on her. But you mentioned the, uh, the verdict expressed on Hillary Clinton. I wrote a piece to the Weekly Standard uh, about who I think the biggest loser was Tuesday night, not Hillary, Barack Obama. Yes. The, the, all of the, for, for, for years, I've been saying, you know, history is going to point out his record. And, and if, you, if you believe in everything Obama believes, and you have to admit that for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. Obamacare, someone said, uh, James Carville said that Obamacare is dead. Yeah. Oh, it's dead, but it didn't die in the ballot box yesterday. It died in the mailbox. It was for the, you know, people right. open up in the letter and saying, what? 100%. Obamacare is done. Foreign policy is done. And the counter argument, uh, Mark, that I've been getting is, but politically, look at him. He's the most successful Democrat to run for president since LBJ. Uh, his ratings are high. He won two terms, both with more than half you know, the yeah. vote, which is tough for Democrats in the past. I think his political legacy is dismal. 900 and some odd office holders have lost, Democrats have lost yeah. o- power while he's been in office. And he added to that last night. He, yeah, he, he's utterly destroyed his own party at his own personal expense. But at the same time, and again, it's all for what? Um, his, 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 it doesn't mean anything now. His entire legacy was hinging on a Democratic president assuming the White House following him. And the reason why was because, again, Obama didn't have any political pull beyond the ability to get himself elected. So what that meant was he was unable to have a Democratic Congress passed the first two years in office, and he was unable to consolidate any political support for the radical things that he wanted to do. So he did everything unilaterally. You know, Obamacare was 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 passed through Congress, but on a straight party line vote. So Republicans have zero invested in mm-hmm. keeping that thing, aside from the fact that it's a terribly, you know, implemented and right. written bill. Um, and then all the other stuff he's done since then, the Iran deal, unilateral climate change agreements, right. just on and on and on. It's all executive action. Um, you know, the stuff that Obama campaigned against doing. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if you're going to live by the stroke of a pen in uh, a White House, you're going to die by the stroke of a pen in the White House. Wouldn't you pay a month's salary to be in the room when Barack Obama and Donald Trump have to meet for the handing over of the... I just... I just... I, 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 I hope the camera 
when Donald Trump is being sworn in, zooms in on Obama. I don't even care what O'Donnell's doing when he's sworn in. I just want to watch his face as he goes, I spent eight years pushing America farther left than anyone since certainly Woodrow Wilson, if or even farther. And the result of my action is I'm handing the White House to Donald Trump. I didn't just lose and, you know, people don't like to stay in the same party and it's tough to get a third term. No, 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 no. Lost. Could you say it one more time for me, please? <laughs> Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump. Yes. So good. And so did Obama. He, right. he couldn't go out. He was in Philadelphia and Michigan and he in those blue states that haven't gone red since 88. Yeah. And he couldn't save Hillary Clinton from Donald Trump. Yeah, I know. And in looking at the results there, I mean, one of the big stories is that the Democrats stayed home. Um, yeah. You know, Obama is that was, it? Was there was it not a surge of uh, of uh, high school graduate non college white voters? It, it was a little bit of both. Democrats stayed home, and at the same time, clearly, it looks like Trump uh, found some you know, non college educated whites who hadn't been voted. I mean, in theory, there are something like twenty four million you know male non college educated, educated white guys that haven't been voting in this country, and and that was kind of the story coming out of twenty twelve, where whether or not you know Romney was not able to activate those voters and Trump seems to speak to them uh, in a way that is, you know, motivates these people. Um, and clearly that had a big effect in the Rust Belt. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, Trump said he was going to activate these voters. Everyone said, you're crazy. You don't have a get out the vote operation. You don't have a message. You know what I mean? These other things. And, you know, he, he just spoke to those people very plainly and they responded. Let's conclude with the last group of losers, which are the people sitting in this room right, right. now. I mean, I was totally totally wrong i don't forget the polling part i don't blame the polls i just missed it i missed i was in i was in georgia for the primaries when this early on and my listeners were on talk radio were telling me we're with trump we're with trump and i would try to talk about issues and positions and character all the things that mattered in the past and they were trying to tell me it doesn't matter doesn't matter we are voting to punch people in the face and you're either with us punching people in the face or you're of no use to us. And I completely missed it. The pollsters completely missed it. If I'm a pollster today, do, do I even – I'm yeah. wearing a paper bag on my head, right? Right. And if you're a pundit of the people who've been telling us for weeks, Michigan can't happen. Impossible. Pennsylvania, what a joke. It can't happen. And, well, it did. You were told – we were totally wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, having said that, I'm not sure we were completely wrong. I mean, we were wrong about the result, but I mean, I don't regret opposing Trump oh, yeah. in the way that mm-hmm. I opposed him. I mean, standing on principle is generally not something that I regret, and certainly there are a lot of uh, principles that Trump has or, or the lack mm-hmm. of Trump principles thereof uh, that uh, I find disconcerting. Having said that, though, uh, um, like I said, we have a lot of common enemies, and I certainly defended Trump many times against unfair Hillary Clinton attacks. And I and I do think there's a gigantic double standard to even how the media treats a, a figure like Trump, who very often doesn't tell the truth, um, compared to say Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they treat Trump as this like you know crazy figure, <laughs> you know who who is totally unprecedented in the right. politics. Whereas Hillary Clinton is just you know your ordinary run of the mill Democrat who you know lies all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I really find that double standard disgusting and I'm, I'm sort of very glad that it's been exposed but uh um i don't necessarily regret opposing trump but i'm certainly not looking forward to hamstringing him uh i think that the important thing is to be uh i thought trump spoke, struck an excellent tone in his Absolutely. speech last night in terms of being magnanimous everybody has and have I, you noticed that obama wasn't right you disappointed me which is his normal the default position right where are the voters i deserve why am i stuck with this crappy country hillary was not at all 
right. blame game, you know, whatever. Well, There's a little bit of the woods glass it's, ceiling. It's a bit thing. early it's, for Democrats. Yeah. I'd give him a, a little yeah, exactly. bit. Of, but still, her speech was generally good, and Trump was right on. He just straight, I'm here to when he went out of his way, and he didn't need to. To praise Hillary's service, he could have simply said she ran a tough battle and was a great right. competitor, and that would have been sufficient. He took the extra step to say something that was, of course, utterly untrue, that she's a great public servant, because he was being gracious. Well, I think if the Republican Congress comes home and sort of you know works with him and, and Trump mm-hmm. responds in a positive way and doesn't try and do anything that's excessively mm-hmm. crazy, um, I think that it could be very productive. Um, but, you know, we'll see. It is definitely true that we've struck a more populist note here and principled conservatives are now in the position of, say, the bull moose party back, you know, 100 mm-hmm. years ago or something like that, where they're, they're more a force within the larger force. Right. As opposed to the party the way that they had been for the mm-hmm. since Reagan. And that's why I think it's important that when uh, Trump tries to do something that advances those values to, sh- to you know, full-throatedly support it, don't say, oh, even though it's Trump and he stinks, blah, blah, blah. I mean, look, if, yeah. if Trump uh, picks someone off that list of Supreme Court justices that he's handed by the Heritage Foundation, I'm going to say, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mr. Trump. I'll take it. And then just hold my breath for what happens the next day. Right. And it's also it's also good to remember that he does have a lot of conventional Republicans around him. Um, you know, uh, Jeff Sessions and uh, um, Mike, Mike Pence. Pence. You know, these are guys that, you know, when in ordinary times we would generally trust. Um, and uh, I think it's, you know, it's, it's good to encourage them and hopefully they can have their influence behind the scenes. Particularly as Trump does not seem like a guy who's going to want to wade into policy details. So I think we've covered all the people who had misfortune on election night and covered right. them well. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, is it- no, I was just going to say, just, just, just again, a mea culpa. Uh, Absolutely. You know, we were wrong. Uh, and, you know, maybe uh, maybe think twice next time you hear people telling Absolutely. you what's going to happen. Well, you know, you bum me out <laughs> now by reminding me that I'm an idiot. So could, could you say it just one more time? Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump. I think I need a cigarette. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check Weekly Standard Podcast regularly at theweeklystandard.com. Also, sign up for our podcast at iTunes, and they will automatically appear in your phone, your laptop, whatever. That's at iTunes.com, The Weekly Standard. I am your host, Michael Graham.